baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And the weather brought to us by Sun Country Airlines. A lot of Sun Country flights probably headed out of Vegas this morning as uh, the throngs there in Sin City escape after uh, the Super Bowl last night. Could you imagine that, uh, Jor? I and think Brian, it would be hard. As we to have be Bri- there. Brian Murphy mm-hmm. uh, going to the Super Bowl, and then oh, by the way, you're in Vegas for a night of debauchery. But, uh, Brian, you went to Vegas this year, right? Uh, during that Vikings Raider game. Yeah, only a slightly less yes. more boring game, <laughs> yes, I guess. Right. Uh, at least for the most part, that three nothing fiasco That's in right, uh, three nothing. God, that was actually more boring than the first half of last night. And last night's first half was quite boring. Uh, first half, maybe even halfway through the third quarter. I yeah, mean, I, yep. it, it felt like one long infomercial after a period of time. Like I thought, I don't know if I have overtime in me. Turns out, I guess I did. I mean, the game did pick up in pace. It did go back and forth a bit uh, as it progressed through the fourth quarter and, of course, into into the overtime. It just was uh, – I mean, I, I figured it would be a defensive battle. I figured – I, I didn't – predict to anybody in particular other than anybody within earshot. I, just, I said 24-21 Chiefs just because I thought these were two good defenses. I thought it was going to be difficult to score, and lo and behold, that's what we had. I didn't think it'd be that difficult. I didn't think it'd be that sloppy. There just wasn't a lot to look at uh, for, a, for a long period of time, and I don't know if the game contributed to the malaise feeling. You guys have been talking about ads. I, I didn't feel like the ads were that great either. It just felt like we all had to sit down and eat our porridge and just get through this because you know it's the Super Bowl. You got to sit and watch. <laughs> I, that's what was kind of when we, when Jordan Jordan and I were starting to talk about the ads, and I'm wondering is the shine kind of off the the just because we're entertained? Because we can't be surprised. Anymore? We're not really surprised anymore. You know, they put these ads out a lot earlier, yeah. and just like we're, there's so many different avenues of entertainment now. You know, where it used to be, that's the game. It still is a huge game and a huge event. But, like, the entertainment portion of it, I guess, doesn't really live up to, like, all our other options anymore. I have no idea. Maybe that has something to do with it. Well, and I just, it's such a high bar. I mean, there's been 58 of yeah. these. So every year, you know, you're thinking, oh, it's $7 million. They're going to come up with something fantastic. I mean, there's only so many times you can, you know, trot out the, the Clydesdales and, and try to, you know, tug at our emotional heartstrings. I think, you know, they're slickly produced. You know, for me, it was the the dunking ad with Ben Affleck and yeah. uh, Matt Damon and, and yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't think it was fantastic, but I thought compared to all the other ones, that was maybe the most entertaining because there was a wink, wink, self awareness going on of of everybody in there. But it's a tough that's a tough bar to to reach when you you've got a, a very cynical, jaded, uh, uh, attention deficit audience. Uh, waiting for to be wowed as they have for 30 years you know and it's just i just i don't envy those that have to uh to put these together brian let me ask you this i i asked uh, the boys this in our meeting i ended up watching the post-game interviews i don't know i needed to sleep and i couldn't fall asleep and i needed something to bore the hell out of me so i was watching the post-game interviews and i get that they talked to patrick mahomes he was the quarterback he won 
He, MVP. He yep. did a great job. MVP. Okay, I didn't know that. He was the MVP and deservedly, you know, again, winning quarterback. But then they talked to Travis Kelsey. And from what I saw of the game, and now I'm reading about, um, he, like Travis Kelsey didn't have a great game. It's not like he caught a lot of passes. It's, you know, I, I remember in the beginning he yelled at his coach. I don't think that was very nice. But he was up on the stage and they gave him the mic and then he started singing and doing a thing. And I thought, why Why are they talking to him? Is he Is he the captain? He's Travis is Kelsey. He, is he someone special on the team? Or yes. Like, really? Yes. But only because of his celebrity or no, because – one of the best tight ends in the history of the game. So is it appropriate to just talk to a, a, another random player? And weren't the other – Brian, I know this is a long question, but were the other players annoyed because other people caught more touchdowns than him or than he? I wasn't there to ask if they were annoyed. I don't think they were. I mean, the reality is he, as as Adam said, I mean, he is a top-notch tight end. I think he finished with 90-plus yards. He did have some key catches toward the end of the game. I thought it was a horrible look watching him practically assault his head coach on the the sideline demanding presence. I thought that was a diva moment that would really uh, stir up the anti-Swifties. Like, look at, she's gotten to his head. He's bigger than the game. He, you know, he's literally attacking an old man on the sidelines. I think we'd be talking a lot more about that today if San Francisco had won, yeah. uh, because that's an, a pretty egregious thing uh, to have essentially an employee go after his boss in such a public and, uh, manner. I mean, there's sideline meltdowns all the time. Uh, you know, and Reed addressed it afterwards, too, saying he just startled me. I, I dropped my play card. I didn't see him coming. Uh, it just it was a bad look. Um, I think. And, you know, when when Taylor Swift is planting, you know, smooches on, on Kelsey on the field, I mean, that's going to draw cameras uh, like bees to honey. But he is a major, major part of that team and that offense. And even before he was dating Taylor Swift, I mean, he's a major uh, commercial star. He's a major NFL star who's had a productive career. So I don't think it was out of the realm to have him on the podium taking questions. I mean, would he have been there if he wasn't dating Taylor Swift? Yeah, I would think he probably yep. would be. I mean, I'm not so going to interview yep. the left guard yeah. uh, too right. often yeah. uh, after a, a winning Super Bowl uh, uh, ceremony. Okay, that, and that's honestly what yep. I really wanted to know. Apparently, though, the Swifties are again like upset with Why? Travis Kelsey because it showed he had a he's got a bad temper now, and they think he may he might be a bad influence or be, be bad for Taylor. That's I'm just a I'm just reporting the, yeah, you know either. I'm plugged into that community and I just wanted to share that too. And that is life in the fishbowl for That's you. Right. Huh? <laughs> I, I, You're plugged I, into I, that I, community. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the overtime because the stories coming out this morning is that Kansas City, fully aware of the new overtime rules, had prepared for this. Let them have the ball. Let's have the final say. And conversely, that the 49ers really were totally caught off guard with the new rules. I mean, is that plausible? I guess because, well, it shouldn't be because if you're a coach, you should know that. I mean, we were at the party. We're like, at the party I was at, we're both like, okay, we, uh, the party I was at, we're like, okay, do they? we were confused. Oh, did they get the ball again? Oh, yeah, these are the new rules now. But, boy, it sure seems like the 49ers were caught off guard by these rules, and I am wondering how is that possible. Yeah, I – I was surprised. I mean, my 13-year-old son pointed that out just before overtime started. He goes, you know, there are new rules. And I thought, I wasn't really aware of that uh, for the postseason, um, yeah. which is, is essentially every team is guaranteed a possession. Even if the first team scores a touchdown, which in the regular season uh, would automatically end the game. Or And if you remember, that rule was instituted in 2010 
of course, because the Vikings yep. in the 20, 2009 NFC Championship game in New Orleans famously went to overtime. New Orleans won the toss, got the ball, drove down the field, kicked the winning field goal. The NFL decided, you know what, we should, we should at least give each team a chance. But they still hedged it on if you score a touchdown, the game is over on your first possession. Well, for the playoffs after there was a divisional game a couple of years ago with Buffalo and the Chiefs, you remember that crazy yeah, finish, uh, the NFL game, decided, yeah. all right, for the postseason, we're going to try to be a little bit more like college and have both teams – have at least one possession period. Uh, the way Shanahan explained it, I didn't listen to all of his post game, but it sounded like they were almost playing for a third possession. Almost yeah. essentially, if we can get the ball, go down there and score a touchdown, even a field goal, we, we're pretty certain Mahomes is going to get him in scoring position. We want we want the hammer to come over the top. I don't know what the analytics say. I don't know if that's the wise move. Uh, neither team was doing a heck of a lot offensively. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it just felt like, you know, I, I'm not going to hold Shanahan to, to that high of a standard. Now, if there was chatter coming out of the locker room, players don't always know all the rules, yeah. but the head coach should. So yeah. I'm sure if he was going into this and was caught unaware of the new rules and just panicked and took the ball, uh, then that's on Shanahan. But my guess is they said, look, we want the ball. We want to put the pressure on, on Kansas City. You're also, you know, you're antagonizing what could be the greatest quarterback of all time if he, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, continues on this Tom Brady route. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, to that note, we're talking to Brian Murphy from uh, Bring Me the News and um, a Purple Insider. Uh, obviously, Pat Mahomes' legacy, a lot of legacies here. The Chiefs, Mahomes, and Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid, uh, two, te- two different teams now at establishing themselves as not at the Belichick-Brady level yet, but, boy, they got a lot of time to uh, get there. Well, they're halfway there. I mean, famously, Brady and Belichick won six together. The Chiefs got three. Yeah. Uh, their first repeat winner since the Patriots in 2005. No team has ever three-peated, so they've got a carrot dangling for them next year if they want to run this back again. And, you know, this was the more difficult of their three victories. Uh, They were not uh, clicking on all cylinders throughout the regular season. I mean, you remember the opening night, the Lions marched into Arrowhead and and took care of business. And, you know, there were were times during the year where the, the Chiefs just, didn't look good at all. They were the number three seed in the AFC. They had to go on the road and beat a very difficult Buffalo team in some terrible weather. Then they had to go on the road the following week and beat Baltimore, which was arguably the best team in the NFL with the reigning MVP in Lamar Jackson. So impressively, they added to their, and Mahomes included, added to their postseason resume of finally taking care of business on the road. And even yesterday, they were two and a half point underdogs to San Francisco. So, this is a team that found a way to to do what it needed to do and kind of lean on its experience and scar tissue to 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 come through in the postseason. And I think that's what's most impressive. And they fell behind again, ten nothing, as they did a year ago to Philadelphia. And I just 
I don't, you never want to count out the Chiefs. I would, as as Mahomes says, we're never an underdog, and and they've they've proven it. And I I don't care what anybody's roster looks like in in September. The Chiefs are the team to beat until somebody does. So I'm I'm looking at them. They've already got their dynasty, but they're going to have some motivation to to do something no team has ever done, which is win three in a row. We're talking with Brian, Brian Murphy from Bring Me the News and Purple Insider. So Brian. What do you do now in your off season? Do you watch more NBA? Do, do you take some time off? What do you do, sir? Oh, I don't do much else. I'm, I'm basically my son's uh, Pee Wee hockey playoffs start tonight, so that's kind of where my mind is for the next week. Hopefully, if he can last that long. Um, pitchers and catchers are reporting to spring training here in a few days. Wednesday, so yes. Wednesday, I mean. Twins are looking, uh, you know, at least I know they haven't. They're not done adding pieces, but there's a lot of momentum coming off of last year's season success. So it's kind of nice to turn the page and start thinking a little bit more about baseball. Um, so you're not going to be gonna... covering the uh, state dance competition? I'm not there. I didn't get credentialed. Wow! Don't mar- don't don't you besmeech the uh, I want. The state I, dance competition. I I'm about to sing the praises. To transition, of my Brian, yeah. to tell you and congratulate Adam's daughter. Head in the state. Her, yes. That's what I was transitioning. Oh, this is a new development. State uh, dance championship this uh, Friday at Target Center. Yeah, I'm a proud dad. That's right. Yep. So, congratulations. It is a big deal, and the Absolutely. girls get very excited. So, I didn't know, Brian, if maybe you were, you know, covering that. I am not covering that. I am. I don't have anything to write anytime soon. I might go to a Timberwolves game in a couple of weeks when they go. get back home, be just because they're the hot story in town, and they seem to be still gaining momentum. As uh, I mean, a long way to go before the playoffs start in April, but it, it seems like they are the most promising team in town to cover right now. Also, uh, just briefly before I let go, we're reminded just how cool sports is. Not a lot of uh, um, juice behind the Wild this year, but they had. Uh, uh, Mark Andre Fleury's 1,000th game against the Penguins this past weekend in that final minute was about as exciting as it gets. You're reminded that even sports, when your team is not in contention, can be awfully fun. Yeah, and it's it should be no. I mean, this is a guy that not only is a Hall of Fame goaltender, but he's a Hall of Fame person, yeah. and that's what you hear all the time from his teammates, both in Minnesota and the fact that it was against his former team, Pittsburgh, and they presented him with a gift beforehand, and Sidney Crosby had a – Nice moment with him in the locker room earlier in the day. He's universally respected around the league as not only a great money goaltender, but just a great ambassador for the game and a guy you want as a teammate and a guy that just seems to be at 38 years old, uh, has been able to, for 30 years, basically live his dream of, of, of playing hockey for a living, and he's still doing that. But he's also still good, and he's probably arguably had a better season this year when he's been healthy than he did last year with the Wild. And that's been impressive to see. So he, he may not be ready to hang it up. He might be done with Minnesota this after this season, but I'm not sure he's done on the NHL quite yet. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for the time. Uh, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brian. All right, sounds good, everyone. Brian Murphy uh, from Bring Me the News and Purple Insider. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 